This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Sterling Fox. Uh, and on Family Day weekend particularly, we actually lined this up many weeks ago because she's a very in-demand person. And if you don't get your name in early, you lose. <laughs> Julie Romanowski is back with us. Julie is a parenting coach and consultant known to her many fans and friends as Misbehavior. Two S's, please. Misbehavior. And that's also the website, misbehavior.ca. Hi, Julie. Welcome back. Hi. It's glad to be back. It's great to have you here. Family Day weekend. Is this a big deal? It has been for the since it started. Yes, it's it's a uh, first of all, it's a holiday in February. Well, that's always good. That? <laughs> and now BC is finally synced up with the rest of the country, so that discrepancy yes, has been. That's ideal. But um, any celebration of family, I think, is absolutely wonderful. I'm glad it is a, a known holiday. Mm-hmm. We get the day off. Most families spend the time together, and I love it. I think it's a great thing. It's very positive. Um, the other bonus is is that it's the comfort, it's the security of being with your family and honoring that. I think a lot of us take advantage of our families, whether it's the family we were born into or the one we have created. Sure. You know, oh yeah, they'll always be there. Mm -hmm. Let's take just a moment this weekend, if you can, uh, even for one minute, if you can do longer, great, and acknowledge that. Close your eyes and acknowledge that. I've got, I have family members that love me, that care for me, that respect me, that have my back. Maybe it's one, maybe it's many. But I think taking a moment this weekend especially, but if you can more than that throughout the year, and celebrate that. Celebrate the family, the ones who have your back, the ones who make you feel secure. Interesting stuff. You know, it's it's a timely weekend as it, it everything just sort of came together this weekend because it began with Valentine's Day. Now, yes. there, there's, there's an event, an annual event that causes many of us, not all, but many of us, again, to stop for a moment mm-hmm. and reflect and, uh, on our good fortune. Look at this person who has decided to live with me for, for my life. Oh, how, how Miraculous. Give this person a medal and my endless thanks. And, and off you go with chocolates and roses or whatever you do on Valentine's right. Day. But it's, it's, there are moments of introspection that Valentine's Day provides. And the fact that it's right up tight against Family Day, is, it's, it's very timely. It's amazing. It's, it, it is miraculous, though, to have this type of weekend this year in 2020. It's a great kickoff. I know January felt really long for a lot of people and this kind of just feels like a bit of a reward and to mix the love and the family remember family looks different to a lot of people it's not just about that nuclear family anymore it can be friends people you're not even related to but that you consider your family same on valentine's day there are many ways to show love to be loved and i actually made a post on my facebook page about the greatest love of all and that's Mm self-love it's not always about romantic love or the roses or chocolates that's that's terrific. Sure. And if you have a partner or, or a spouse, wonderful. Um, it can also be how you show love to your children. And and I I like that angle too. And and I want to see that become a little bit more popular, not just about the romantic dates and, and things like that. I want I, I'd love to see that expand more. And as it turns out, this weekend it's attached to family day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's what I'd like to really bring across here today is is 
we've been invited to this weekend to celebrate love and family, and that's pretty good. And if we if we choose, it doesn't cost a dime. It does not cost anything. It can, but it doesn't have to. And, but that's important because it, some people are under the impression that there's a celebration is required. Now, well, it's family day, so the, the government says, uh, you know, we've got to do something family, so let's do yeah. a family thing. And, you know, families do that anyway. Yeah. Why would you approach that from a sense of obligation is what I would yes. wonder. Yes, and that's a big one. We must go somewhere this yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. And if you can go on a vacation, terrific. That's not a bad thing. But without spending a dime... Okay, showing and expressing love and gratitude, it has a tremendous worth and value. And I really want people to know that that's enough. We don't have to go over and beyond out of obligation. Mm-hmm. It's enough to just feel those feelings and express those if you can. Our phone lines are already ringing, and I haven't even bothered to give out the phone number. This is how popular Julie is, friends. So if you want to jump in on the conversation, here's the official number, officially delivered on the official airwave, 604-280-9898. 280-9898. We'll get to your calls in a second. Julie, one of the family, one of the aspects of family that you've just touched on is those members of your of your inner circle who may not be actually related to you, but might as well be. They're mm-hmm. so close to to you. And many times that inner circle includes grandparents or aunts and uncles who are caregivers because that's the way the family has arranged things. Mom and dad are going to work because we got to pay the bills and grandma and grandpa are going to help out uh, school wise and getting kids back and forth. Mm -hmm. It becomes a collaborative effort. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where that saying came from, from long time ago, it takes a village to raise a child. It's not necessarily the village folk, okay? But it's nowadays in 2020, it's your tribe. It's your inner circle circle. They could live an hour away, mm-hmm. but it's it's those people who have stood up to say, I will be here for you. I've got your back. You've got my support. And that could be anybody. So it's it, when we talk about families, yes, there's that core unit, the core family that um, you came from, as well as the one that you created, but take it out another couple of levels and just think, who, the, who are the people that care for my child? Mm-hmm. Am I treating them respectfully and do I know their value and do I express that? How about my neighbors that watch or the babysitter or you know anybody, at any uh, organization you belong to, coaches, sports, what have you? So... I want to just expand that and and realize that, yes, especially grandparents, that's huge nowadays. There's some families that cannot do what they're doing without the support, care, and... What's the other word? (laughs) Just the general input and energy, right? Just the energy that you can get from grandparents. And I'm one of those. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. You have a a child's grandparent helping you get the day done? My mom and dad step up when needed, no questions asked. They're wonderful. I hope they're listening right now. And they, they can take it on. And so I know that value. I'm so grateful for that. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine life any other way. And, you know, we were talking about this before because I am, friends, a a recent, a relatively recent inductee into the Grandparents Club. Mm -hmm. Now, my issue is not seeing my little girl enough. Mm -hmm. And that's a common complaint among grandparents. But there are, uh, and the other end, the other extreme end of the pendulum, are are grandparents very hands-on in the day-to-day activities of their grandchildren. Some parents, you were telling me, and I'd like you to to talk about it on the radio, if you don't mind. Some parents are reluctant 
to let grandparents become as involved. And we describe, you know, like in your situation, you your your parents are very valuable to you being able to accomplish your mission as a consultant mm-hmm. and be a parent. Yes. So, but and so you welcomed them in warmly. Yes. But not all parents are that comfortable with having the their parents too involved with their children. What's up with that? Uh, it's very common. It's more common than you think. And a lot of it has to do with fear. I believe it is fear-based. If I let someone in, you know, I have all the control. They're too controlling. I can see it. So if I let them in, they're going to take over control. That's uh-huh. very common. Hmm. The other thing is to... Well, I don't, we're trying to raise our child this way. This way. And, not, and yeah. not the way you raised no, us. No, we're a no-sugar family. And here comes grandma with bags of candy. And, right, right, right. and it's like, well, I don't know how to politically correct or politically correctly, whatever the way it is, you say, to tell grandma back off. With the sugar. With the sugar. But to keep it up with the visit. Or, yes, or accept grandma for who she is and let let it all go. There's so much controversy. There's so much gray in this that I think a lot of parents are like, nah, step back. And then you have comments from grandparents or in-laws that may have caused a bit of burn bridges Mm -hmm. that you disagreed with, that you didn't communicate but internalized. It goes on and on and on. However, for the most part, most grandparents have the best of intentions of, of the care and love for their grandchildren. I would welcome the, or encourage you to welcome grandparents into your family life, into your children's life with open arms. The value of having them there is is unfathomable. You cannot you cannot find anyone else who will take that kind of love, care, and attention. Mm-hmm. You as the parents still need to stay in the leadership role and let them know through positive communication this is how we do it. Right. I'm, I, I'm lenient in these areas. These areas, I am not. You go to those boundaries with clear expectations, but it's intimidating, so we don't do it. And we get passive-aggressive and just talk bad behind their back. Well, you know, especially if it's your mom, you know, if grandma, and it's, it's your mother, and, and yeah. she wants to just come in and do whatever it is grandmas do. Because she was the leader. Well, right, right. But now it's changed. Yeah, and, and, but, you know, we, mom, we, we're not doing things with our kids the way you did with my brother and right. me. So um, we we need to talk about what we're doing versus what you did. It wasn't wrong what you did, yes. but we're just doing it our way. And yes. we really want you around. We really need you around. But you have to understand it's our house, kids being raised our way, hopefully with your support. That's a wonderful way to say it. it and I would encourage a family sit down. Yeah. Don't forget if it's... But if, if it's your mom, it's really intimidating. Mom, I'm going to change. I'm going to ask you to change your behavior. Exactly. You're telling me, you don't, don't man. Wait a do second. That. <laughs> and then my, you have... would not handle it. Well. <laughs> and then you have your spouse or partner that's coming in from a totally different direction. Mm-hmm. Who's like, oh, I didn't do that. Yeah, I don't allow that. Yeah. And so a family sit down, no different than if you were running a business meeting or something like that, or, you know, you're the manager and there's a boss above you and employees behind we it's communication and it's boundaries and expectations but it's through the positive um discussions of i want you here in our lives Mm -hmm. i find this challenging that difficult but let's work for uh, the best outcome possible well sure and uh, again even the courts uh, in in recent years have completely come around with the new family law stuff back in 2013 it's all about the best 
interests yeah. of the child. There's no favoritism, no bias anymore. It's all yeah. about whatever is explicitly best for that child in that circumstance. Absolutely. And and we we can only get to that point of knowing what the best is when we have a sit down well, sure. and communicate. You cannot assume. You cannot pick one side. So what do you do? Now you're the pro here. So what do you do if, and as it would be the case with my mom, my grandma in this situation, says, "Well, you know, that's not the way we raised you. Your father and I would never had approved of those things. But you know, it's 2020 now, mom. It's you know, it's a different time. It's a different era. Well, I don't care. I still think it's wrong. Well, okay, mom, but you know, your grandchildren." love you and so do we can we just how do we get past that okay that is one of the toughest questions however i've got the answer what i have found within my own family the people close to me clients anybody is that we are not in the same generation anymore Mm -hmm. things have changed Mm -hmm. they have rapidly changed And they are continuing to rapidly change, even tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so that is something you cannot compare anything to. The other thing is that nobody can argue is the stress levels we have in this day and age cannot even compare to 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30, 40, 50, or beyond. Welcome back to the program on this Saturday afternoon on Family Day weekend. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by Julie Romanowski, who is a parenting consultant and coach, also known to her many friends and fans and clients as Miss Behavior. And that's also the name of the website, misbehavior.ca. And Julie, you were telling me during the news break, Misbehavior, of course, is a national website. You do have invented and created programs for parenting and, and other uh, discipline and learning and all of these things. And yes. people all over Canada are glomming on to your stuff. And you're spending a fair bit of time in Ontario, more and more of it uh, as time goes by. Yes, uh, most, most of it is in Canada. I've done some work in uh, the United States and some in Europe. And I've got clients in those areas as well. Um, so, but my main focus, of course, is Canada. And, uh, and yeah, I've been going to Ontario several times in, a, in the year just to, just to provide guidance, support in, in what's going on over there in the school system and what parents are feeling. And it's not to say, you know, anything bad's happening there. It, it's happening everywhere. But it's so out of control, the chaos, the stress, children's behavior, that we are all at a loss. Well, you were telling me just moments ago about being uh, dealing with a group of teachers in Ontario who were talking about the violence issue with their students, at which point you said, and what high school level are these kids at? Oh, no, these are kindergarten and grade one students. What sort of violence are five and six-year-olds capable of? 15 and 16 year olds no problem there but little twerps like five and six year olds <laughs> it's it's true and I was like yeah you're 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 playing a prank on me yeah. it wasn't until I saw their faces in person the tears the stress the the burnout that I was like oh my gosh I did observations in classrooms right. it's violence it's okay so a kick from a 15 year old and a five year old there's going to be a difference, of course. But the the face, the anger, the aggression, the wanting to hurt you so bad for who knows what reason right. why, that's the issue. So a little punch from a five year old is you know okay, but they're throwing desks across classrooms. They're destroying classrooms. They're having violent tantrums. It's getting to the point now where the plan or the protocol is quick. Everyone leave the classroom. Let that child do what they need to do, destroy, to get it out, because there's nothing you can do. 
And then once that's all calmed down, then we can let the other students back in. And that's kind of, I mean, there are other things, but that's the biggest one. Okay, I'm going to go real old school on you here. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, when I was five uh, and six... We had something called discipline mm. and rules. And if you stepped out of line, there were consequences, quite serious consequences for five and six-year-olds. I mean, it's comparatively speaking now, piece of cake. But when you're six, uh, uh, so again, there was, there was always an element of control. When you were in a school environment, the teachers were in charge. There were rules. Of course, you had fun and all the rest of it, but there were rules. What happened to the rules? It swung, the pendulum swung to the absolute other end. And so things like the school system and family life at home many decades ago was, you know, we ran a tight ship. Yeah. A man was in charge. The principal was in charge. We had rules. A lot of them were fear-based. And the kids listened. When we realized through some research, I'm not going to get into that, but we realized we can't spank and hit children anymore. It's not good. Um, psychologists came in and, and let us know, you know, long-term effects, which I believe in that. Absolutely. Okay. So now we can't touch kids anymore. We can't say boo to kids anymore. And so somehow okay, it no, swung no, uh, to the other end of the pendulum. I get, I get the the extinguishment of corporal punishment. I understand that fully. Yes, but not it went still, too far. Oh, okay. So it swung way past that to the point where the rules just got. We, we can't have evaporated. rules anymore. And then the children took over because if there's no leader that's being demonstrated in front of them, they will take oh, over. For sure, of course they will. And so don't forget too the. The children that grew up with corporal punishment or, or very strict punishments, if you will, usually will tell you, I'm not doing that to my of kids. Of course, of course. So what are you going to do? Well, let them do whatever they want. Well, and now we are, we are seeing the effects of children who took over and are doing whatever they want. Now, that's not everybody. No. And, that's, and I'm not but making a blanket statement. But it doesn't take everybody. Statement. It takes only a couple to mess up an entire classroom. But right? it is very common. Sure. And so this isn't just about Ontario and classrooms. This is anywhere and everywhere. And it's, it's mostly in the home. And so... Because you were telling me that some parents that you spoke with during your tri- most recent trip to Ontario actually said... Well, you know, we, we've had to uh, call the police yes. and, and have them come to the house and sit down with little Johnny or little yeah. Janie and have a talk about, you know, listening to mom and yeah, dad. That's not what the police are here for. Um, Seriously, they called the cops because the kid was acting out? Yes. I've wow. heard that. Uh, I wish I was making this up. And it's not just cops. It's the threat that the principal will come and pick you up if you don't get ready for school, which they don't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a, a variety of different things. What I want to really pinpoint here, though, is that it's threats. Mm-hmm. It has gotten to the point where discipline now is threats or the taking away of privileges. And those two can really be combined as well. And our two guests, the two dentists who were just here, talked Bobby has little kids, and he was talking about fellow parents, some of whom say, you know, you, you, you get back in line, or I'm going to send you to the dentist. Yeah. The dentist yeah. as punishment? Yes. Boy, there's a, a, a child with a good uh, opportunity for a healthy mouth for the rest <laughs> no of his or her left. life. <laughs> but no, this, I mean, it happens to them too? Yes, but what I'm really passionate about, and this is why I developed this work in these programs, was... We, we don't want to go back to corporal punishment. Right. We can't keep it as it is, this norm here of so discipline. So where's the balance? It's right in the middle. And it's not being your kid's best friend. It's being a leader. And if you are a parent, you have been designated as the leader in that child's eyes. Mm-hmm. And as, as, the, as society, 
as adults, parent or not, we need to really work on the skills of our, of us being leaders and guides to our young children. Mm-hmm. We are all responsible. Every single adult, anyone taller than a child is deemed a leader in a child's eyes. And I believe we have failed and we have disappointed this generation of children. Mm-hmm. And so we're right in the middle in terms of discipline. Now, remember, discipline is a word of something that's routine that you do consistently, such as I get up every morning at 5 a.m. and sure. run on the treadmill. Yep. And, uh, and I'm disciplined in that because I do that every day. Same thing with correcting a child's behavior. I wouldn't, I, it's about correcting the parts that were right or that were wrong, letting them know the parts that were right. I call it the balancing of behavior, the plus and the minus, the pros and cons of your behavior or that situation. That's not being done. That's just a conversation. And it is so powerful. It is what children are craving. It is what they need in order to adapt, adjust, learn, build skills to know what to do better for next time. By punishing them, sending them away, threatening, we are we are totally severing the opportunity for learning and teaching. So when there is a, a negative behavior uh, exhibited, uh, it, it needs to be pointed out, but it's not... Every it's, time. It is a negative behavior. It's not a life of negative behavior. So we're having a moment here. Let's just stop and talk about what's going on and what what provoked this and how unacceptable it is to us that you did that. So yes. let's let's negotiate a little bit, but in, in, not in a uh, in a in a power struggle. Not negotiation in a deal making way. way. And I, I, yeah, I like. I know what you mean. I would I would call that. Let's you know, or level with each other. Great. Level with each other because I believe that when a child strikes out, who, who they want to cause hurt or harm or disruption or destruction. My four key words. Right. It is there is a reason why. I always go for the message behind the behavior. And I'm not saying that little Timmy who clocked his mom in the face, oh, don't worry about that. No, worry about it. We are going to correct his behavior. And one of my key phrases, my greatest phrase that I use all the time is, Timmy, you are allowed to be upset with mom. You're allowed to feel angry, mad, sad, disappointed, whatever you want. But it is never okay to act on that feeling. Mm -hmm. It is not okay to cause hurt because she did that to you. Mm -hmm. You use your words. You take a break or you ask for help. This is just basics, foundational. And when I say it and teach it, people are, oh, yeah, wow. I don't know because he'll hit again next time. We've got to start. Right. And with consistency on a daily basis, now there's your discipline. And, and that's true. And, and, and again, back to something you just said a couple of minutes ago. The, the flaw in some cases is trying too hard to be your kid's best friend instead of being the grown-up in the room. Be friendly. But do not be your children, child's best friend. Mm-hmm. You are the parent. There is a hierarchy in families. They are looking to us for guidance. They have friends. It's important for them to have friends. Let them make friends in, roughly in their age group. Mm-hmm. As parents, we are to be kind. We are to be friendly and respectful, caring, nurturing, absolutely. But when it comes to, let's call them transitions, routines, what I call business mommy and daddy need to come out and say, this is time to go to bed. Yep. A, B, C. We're not friends. I'm not saying yell and scream at your kid. No. But it, it's skewed lines. Kids love black and white mm. in terms of language and understanding. A, B. Yes, no. Black, white. 
do don't the the skewed gray zones create more confusion and insecurity creating possibly more negative behavior interesting so things have become a big confusing mess i'm not blaming anybody Um, this is why i teach and try and get that message out there we need more education in this specific area of children's behavior correcting behavior discipline and parenting now part of all of that or all of those factors that you've just described those four elements add up when imposed upon a human being at once in the course of being a parent, a caregiver, a teacher, a person in constant contact with children, that ultimately is going to lead to some level of burnout. Yes. To the point where, and again, this goes back to, uh, and it's it's not just Ontario, but it just happens to be an example that you've given right. me of a recent trip to Ontario where you, you met with some educators and parents and were astonished at the degree of burnout. And so you've come back and created the Burnout Prevention Program. Talk about that. Yes, it, it was it was with my own eyes. I, you know, I I was like, yeah, I burned out a little while ago. Everybody can. It's common in your job, especially when caring for others. But it was just kind of a, like, you know, a topic that, whatever. Right. Sure, it had no importance or value. It wasn't until I saw with my own eyes the, the sadness, the sorrow of caring, compassionate educators... EAs, TAs, anybody who's working and parents living with children and how much dedication, loyalty and commitment they had to the well-being of their child and things were compiling in in a very bad way and getting worse and worse. Uh, Sorry, I meant compounding. It was getting heavier and heavier and they said, I can't take it anymore. Mm. I don't know what to do. I'm like, why? what? What is going on here? So with observation, with a lot of learning and acknowledgement, I came back, um, I, I took several months, I really wrapped my head around this. Uh, we aren't going to give p- burn people who are burned out more homework or more obligation. Good point. I knew that wasn't going <laughs> to happen. That's a good place to start. <laughs> but what I wanted to do, through my speaking, through my presentations and seminars and workshops, I wanted to give a global hug to these people and said, I have picture after picture of after my presentations, people that come up to me. There's one on my blog blog mm. that I just posted I recently. Yeah, yeah. Crying, relieved, um, with so much gratitude and joy. They thought they were doing something wrong. They thought they were horrible. Mm-hmm. They had no one to pat them on the back, no one to give them a high five, no one to say, hey, we're all in this together. So with this program, I wanted it to be to reach out to them to say, we are all in, in this together. You are not alone. I have your back. So what I teach with parents to communicate to their children, have their back, be there when they need you the most. In times of distress, be neutral and calm. Mm-hmm. I realized that the, it was an absolute aha moment. I'm now going to be the parent of parents and educators sure. who need the thumbs up in their times of distress. Someone to stand there and say with them, I've got your back. You are not alone. We'll get through this together. So some of the topics in the burnout program are about clarifying intentions, clarifying pr- uh, priorities, creating personal boundaries. So many of us in the education system um, and parents caring for children, we we just give. We just give and give and give. There's no rules. There's no rhyme or reasons to it. We're just 
big loving hearts that sure. give give out anything and everything. That's what creates the burnout. We have to put expectations around that. Mm-hmm. And we have to rest. You know, this self-care, we hear about this self-care, self-care. Well, doing your nails and going to the salon is great, but self-care at its core is about living a life where you are cared for. You are caring for yourself. Mm-hmm. You become the mother, the father, the spouse, the partner you always wanted within yourself. It's about leading with the heart, not just the head or the standard of society. And so I bring that those elements in also about leadership, about moving forward and practical strategies and plans that we can put in place starting right this second that will help decrease the burnout, help prevent it in the future, help heal the wounds of us giving too much. And so that's the basis of it. And uh, it's it's brand new. I'm starting it off in Ottawa and, and many other places in Toronto. It's going to be here in Vancouver probably in early 2021. Um, I'll be doing workshops as well as weekend retreats. But the program is is accessible to all parents um, one-on-one with the parent coaching. It's all on the website um, under burnout prevention on the julieromanowski.com website. Okay. And uh, also misbehavior.ca. And, and misbehavior. That's where of I course. always go. And I, I know you, Julie, but I, I love misbehavior. It's such a great moniker to use professionally. It, it's, a, it's a wonderful pun. I am fresh out of time. I am so grateful mm. for yours, particularly on family day weekend when you're a busy person to begin with. And we... we Tim and I are, are very grateful that you, you managed to squeeze us in for an hour My this afternoon. My absolute pleasure. Thanks yes, very much. Thank you so much. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.